The views and opinions expressed in Media Litter Sandwich do not reflect on the views of the network, station, studio, website, sponsors, guests, hosts themselves, anyone or anything else associated or even not associated with this podcast. Maybe not even the person that said them. In other words, do your own research and do not sue anyone over what is said on this show. Well, I was doing like a story thing at the beginning of it, but then I kind of forgot and went an episode two without doing it, and I stopped writing, even though the book's somewhere over there. Hey, welcome to Media Litter Sandwich. Today, we're still recording in advance. It is December 11th, so this probably won't air until like February, but that's okay because the tips and and stuff we talk about i i hope it's evergreen that's why we don't talk too much about technology things and talk about people networking and things that never change at social interaction uh again this is media litter sandwich and then you know, from MediaLittersandwich.com, many podcast apps. We first run on DVRadio.net every Tuesday night where I sit in the chat room and we'll talk to people on it. And then the following Monday or the following week, then we're on YouTube, the video versions on YouTube, the website, many podcast apps and whatever else. And you can always get a hold of me at podcast at MediaLittersandwich.com. I am Toten. And with me today is someone from another media perspective that's kind of fading away. Uh, of that's that's no, this still counts as evergreen, right? <laughs> yeah, it's evergreen until uh, until newspapers die. Anyway, they're not dead yet. Well, I mean, what was the Egon's uh, from the Ghostbusters announced mm-hmm. in the '80s that print was dead? <laughs> it's still alive. Yeah, we're still alive, but ironically enough, he's not. Oh. Uh, okay, so my good friend Dave Hernan's back with us again. Hey, everybody. Uh, uh, sorry sorry for the joke, but I was watching the <laughs> Ghostbusters trailer earlier today, and it was just in my head. <laughs> oh, oh, R.I.P. Harold Remus. Remus, I, I, Remus. I do kind of, I don't know if you've seen that trailer or not yet. I did. But I love three trailers out, actually. But yeah, I did see the, the, the actual real trailer. Well, I love that they're kind of making it like his family. At least it appears to be his family. Yeah. Because it, it, it seems to me like they're trying to make it a direct sequel, which, well, we know that already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've, it's, they've been trying to do that for a while, but, but, but it's, it's good it, that it they're finally doing it. It seems to me like they're going to try to work the original characters in, in in more than just a cameo type. Well, that's what I originally thought they're doing. They're saying, oh, yeah, most of the original cast, or if not all the original cast signed up for. I, I thought that they would actually... They weren't even in the trailer. Well, so I'm, that surprised I'm me. I'm hoping, though, that most of this trailer was from like the first 20 minutes of the movie. Uh-huh. And that the original cast is going to show up, you know, in the second and third act. Why do you think like, they would have did like an Easter egg and so, show so, pop up so, or so something? So at least what I'm hoping is that was all the early part of the tra- the movie. Mm-hmm. And then the second and third act, the original cast is going to show up, help figure out the problem, and actually be yeah. major players in the movie. That's well, my hope. Well, who did the intro? Because that sounded like Bill Murray. It's very possible. Okay. And clearly he wasn't on the screen, and I was watching on my phone yeah. in a slightly loud place. I wish so it I, was showed someone on screen to show that they weren't just doing a dumb cameo. But, and, and first of all, I love that they're making this movie, mm-hmm. and I didn't totally hate the girl one. Like, okay. like the reason I didn't like it had nothing to do with the female cast. I wish they would make a sequel to that as well. It was just a bad, it was a bad script, bad direction. Exactly. 
I love the characters. Mm -hmm. they, they did very well with the new characters. See, I disagree with that, but Some whatever. of them? Yeah. I felt like they were all trying to be Egon and Bill Murray in one. Like, like there wasn't <laughs> enough spread of, of character. And they were they were just going goofy with it. Um, well, I, I thought part of that was, was the bad, bad writing. It was it was bad writing. It was but, bad but I script. think those actresses could do well. Oh yeah. The the, the one small tweak I would have made mm -hmm. is I wouldn't have tried to do it as a reboot. I would have because if you remember from the movie, they they mentioned in the, in the original movie right that you know they they were going to make a ton of money off the franchising alone. Like they could have literally just made it a Ghostbusters franchise right. and moved on. It could have been a sequel. Yeah, and 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 they did say like, okay, this can be a different universe. They could have did something with that too. But uh, but I, the I, Easter eggs were were terrible when they brought back. You know, having having actors betray totally different characters, and so they could have did something cool. Well, and see, but but where I fall on this, and same thing with Star Wars coming out soon, which well already came out by the time right, you guys right. see this. Like I don't care if the new Star Wars movie is terrible, in in the sense. That it takes away nothing from my love of the original trilogy. Right. And The Mandalorian's doing good, which, oh, it's which amazing. at the time of recording hasn't finished the first season yet. So let's go ahead and get in, get into other things. Dave, who the heck are you again? Uh, I am me. I'm Dave. Uh, I, I have my hands in a little bit of everything. Um, specifically at the time being, I am a newspaper reporter slash editor slash little bit of every man uh, somewhere <laughs> here in the metric. Social media video uh, uh, editor slash, you and, know. And, 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 you know, that's that's <laughs> a, that's somewhere here in the Metro Detroit area. I, I try not to talk about it when I'm on these shows. Right. Clearly, you're able to find me if you Google me because I show up everywhere with the, with the area I work in. Mm -hmm. I don't try to hide it, but I don't specifically talk about it on this because I am here representing... Dave, Yourself. the journalist, not the company I work for. Right, and you also uh, wrote some stories for some books coming out. I do. I, I have one one comic book that is definitely coming out. It's uh, the I, I got the finished art uh, mm -hmm. earlier this week. It was actually last week, but I was on vacation, didn't see it till earlier this week. So I have the finished art for that. It's a really really fun story. It's only eight pages in an anthology. Okay, but so that's a little bit different side of media I'm in. Mm -hmm. Uh, previously, I worked in radio and television. Uh, that was eons ago at this point. It was kind of pre-YouTube the last time I worked in TV. Yep. And you're also a vendor at many events and stuff. Yeah, I, I run Comic-Cons. Um, well, I don't run Comic-Cons. I run a booth at Comic-Cons. Yep. Uh, toy shows, a little bit of everything Graph there. Shows and, yeah. I started writing a book recently, like a, an actual like uh, prose book, not not a comic. Uh, How much for the used underwear? No, that that's one of the comics oh, I'm that's working an underwear? on. Okay. Uh, the prose book I have doesn't have a title yet. Okay. But it's it's kind of a the untitled Dave Herndon experience. Well, it's kind of like a takeoff of my own. If, if you don't mind, I'll explain it a little bit. Okay. Um, I've I've only written like maybe a ten page uh, preview of it so far. Okay. Um, but but it's it's about a journalist that works for for a company that. Has cut staffing, has cut lot, and it, it, <laughs> it's not necessarily right about what you know. It's not necessarily about me. Well, it's clearly not about me because when you hear the rest of it, you're going to realize like I would be losing my job if it was about me. Okay. Um, it's just about the industry in general and how the industry is changing a bit. But like, so so this reporter, it, it, it's a female reporter, just because why not? Like, right. It doesn't matter to the story, male, female, anything like that. But it's a reporter that's working very hard. Uh, re but readers are going away. It's getting harder and harder to, to hook a reader. Uh, she, you know, with, with online metrics now, she, she's able to check and see what people are reading when she publishes. 
And unfortunately, she notices a trend over, over the span of, you know, several months that the only thing anybody reads about is crime. Well, the, uh, the, the police department in town doesn't like to give crime stories. The, the, the police chief tries to hide everything, wants to make everything look, look fine, great, dandy, so they won't tell her about anything major going on crime-wise. The only way she finds out about major crimes is if she gets a tip from, the, from, from a reader. Not a lot of readers anymore. People are, you know, you know whatever. So she goes out and starts committing her own small crimes. <laughs> you know, it, at first, you know, she goes out and slashes some tires in a parking lot. And, okay, she just happened to be walking by and saw there was, you know, 12 tires cut in this parking lot, took some photos. She called a police officer, reported it. But since she reported it, she already knew about it. So she, she knew the, you know, was able to get a story out of it. She forced the police chief to talk to her about it because, like, hey, I know it happened. I was there. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw it. That story did pretty well for her. So about a week later, she goes out and starts uh, vandalizing buildings, you know, spray painting stuff. Um, I haven't really decided exactly where I'm going with it yet, but it's probably going to be a giant uh, phallic object <laughs> because why not? Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter. The point is that she's, uh, you know, vandalizing buildings. So, so throughout the course of I haven't decided an actual timeline yet, six months, maybe a year, Depends on how much I want to write about in the stip book. But she's building up a better relationship with the police. They're realizing she's handling these stories, you know, as well as you can about, like, hey, we got all this ran- random crime going on. Excuse me. But the, the each time, though, she realizes she gets a lot of audience. Like, mm-hmm. like so she's she's becoming better known for being a crime reporter. She's, she's getting praise from her, from, you know, management at the company. She's getting more readers. Like, everything's going well for her, but nobody knows that she's the one committing all these random crimes. But each time, like, the crime has to get bigger because, like, nobody wants to read about the slash tire anymore because now we want to know about the vandal. Now we want to know about, you know, the bicycles getting stolen. Now, you know, and it just keeps getting worse. Mm-hmm. So near the end of the book, she decides, like, she, she really needs a big story. So she, she goes out and gets some accelerants, and she's going to burn down an abandoned warehouse. Little does she know, because she's clearly not a very good reporter, that's also where the local homeless population stays. Mm. So the, the, the book, you know, I, I haven't decided how I'm going to end it yet, wh- whether she's going to fess up and, like, So we can find out whenever this book comes out or when you're closer to it. Right. Like, that, I, ha- <laughs> I haven't exactly cracked where I'm but like, right. I'm, I'm not de- I haven't decided if she's going to get caught, like, before she lights the building. If people have co- uh, 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 comments or uh, ideas or want to guess, they could go ahead and tweet your guests at this point. Right. But, like, so, I mean, I, I think it's it's fun yeah. to me anyway, but I'm, I'm also a journalist. Like, outside of the journalism industry, maybe nobody cares. <laughs> it's one of those things where you're probably at, at work like you know life would just be so much easier if i just did this myself <laughs> well it wouldn't be easier because now you gotta hide the but but like and, but and, you know all the facts right outside of the need to try to find stories that people connect with and want to read yeah like that's that's kind of where it dies off with me like that's the connection to me and, and the real world uh-huh clearly i would never go out and purposely commit a crime just to get a story one, I don't want to go to jail eventually. Yeah. I kind of like the fact that the only time I've ever been to a jail is on official tours when, like, things change. Or, I still have yet to do like, that. Like, I've never been arrested and put in jail, and I kind of yeah. like that, and I don't want a record. Yeah. Well, Allen Park also doesn't have that much business over there. That, um, that's kind of... Ironically enough, though, that is how I became somewhat well-known for a brief minute in the NFL. 
was because oh, of it being the home yeah. of Alan Park. Uh, several years ago, when I was still covering Alan Park, <laughs> I remember this. A police report, I'm assuming, accidentally got got thrown in or whatever, but it was during January, around the time of the Super Bowl. A police report just ended up in the stack of reports I was going through about uh, somebody in the front office of the Lions called the police to report a blogger, Jeff Moss. He, he runs Detroit Sports Rag, um, which is relatively well-known in the metro area, at least, um, having made threatening tweets against the Lions owner at the time. Uh, Jim Caldwell was the coach. You know, the the owner mm-hmm. was relatively sick. They, they had uh, made a fake happy birthday coach uh photo okay and like photoshopped in a, a birthday cake on a photo called well happy birthday coach they tweeted it uh-huh oh i thought you're going somewhere else with this no well well moss yeah. responded to the tweet uh-huh. he's like next time i want to see the owner bill davidson no not bill davidson uh, bill ford yeah okay bill davidson owned the pistons long time ago too he's also okay. dead now but <laughs> um but you know i want to next time like photoshop him in a casket what? Yeah, it was off color. Yeah, it was stupid. This was before everyone, you know, everyone hung off every word on Twitter too. But yeah, it was off color. Yeah, it was stupid. But it's what the guy's known for. Right. This is the same guy that like snuck into like a Pistons press conference. Got got himself a press pass. Snuck into a press conference to like <laughs> ask about personnel questions. And like he's done all kinds of random stuff. Like he he advertises himself as a, as a flamethrower. <laughs> like he just likes to do things just to do them. Okay. I was never a huge fan of the, of the Detroit sports rag. One of my coworkers was one of my coworkers. Like I, I'm like, Hey Dave, look at this. Like the coworker's name was Dave as well. Yeah. I wasn't talking to myself in the third person, but you do that. I do now. <laughs> you mean Dave does. Right. <laughs> uh, so I showed him the report. He started laughing. He's like, Hey, I follow him on Twitter. Let me see. Let me see if he'd want to comment for your story. Now, this uh-huh. is a blotter story. Normally it'd be like a three minute thing. Right. So Dave reaches out on Twitter, like, hey, Jeff, like, blah, blah, blah. Can you believe they, they made a police report about this? He's like, yeah, well, funny story. That was six months ago. Like, it wasn't even, it wasn't even low. Like, they just right. took, they, they waited six months to report the tweet. Um, he's like, yeah, the cops called me a couple days ago. Like, I had to go in and give a, give a statement about it. Because he talked about a Because Photoshop. they sent a copy of the Twitter, the tweet, and like. Wait, what did he tweet the, again? Like, 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 like I, I want to, like, fo- next time Photoshop uh, Bill Ford in a coffin. Yeah. Or something similar to that. It's been a few years, so but and they, they were so alive at the time. Or? Yeah, that's not a death threat or nothing. But so, but she the the woman reported it like okay. And, and, but she waited like six months, so she reported this like two weeks before the Super Bowl. Right. I oh, get, I get my police blotter. I'm like, wait, a, who cares about the lines during the Super well, Bowl? Well, I get my police blotter. <laughs> I'm getting to that. <laughs> okay. I get my police blotter typically on about a week delay. Uh-huh. So I get it roughly the Super Bowl week. Okay. When I see this report. So at this point, we, we, we reached out to Jeff and like, Jeff, like, hey, give me your phone number. I'll call you. He called my buddy. And, and so like, we're talking like he, he's from probably f- 45 minutes to an hour away from our office. Okay. But he's like, hey, I'm, I'm down river today. You want me to stop by the office and we can chat? Okay. Well, yeah. So, so 20 minutes after I read this, this police report, like Jeff's sitting in my office. <laughs> like, this is great. Let me roll the camera. Like, I'm going to talk to him about anything. Like, yeah. we're, we're, we're trying to do video stuff. Like, Jeff's got a ton of social media followers that are different from ours. Like, this could be great. It's uh-huh. going to be funny. But I'm thinking a couple hundred people are going to read this. Ha ha. You're right. So we reach out to the Lions. They clearly don't want to comment more than what's in the police report. Uh-huh. 
run the story. Don't think much of it. It ran on the front page of, of the of the Downriver paper. It ran on the front page mm-hmm. of the Dearborn paper because you know the, where it was. Yeah. It got shared with some of our some of the uh, the of, sister papers. Mm-hmm. One of which happened to at the time be the Denver Post. Somebody in Denver, which, which if I'm not mistaken, that's where the Super Bowl was that year. I, I could be okay. wrong. I don't remember the detail of that now. But anyway, somebody. At one of these newspapers that got shared, do we have hundreds of right. associated papers e- either through our company or through share agreements? Mm-hmm. Somebody at ESPN sees the story. <laughs> so all of a sudden, three days before the Super Bowl, on the ticker tape below ESPN, on ESPN, they're reporting about this blogger having the police called on him, according to Dave Herndon of the insert newspaper. Yeah. And like I'm just watching Sports Center. I'm like, my name's on Sports Center. Like, what, what the, how did I? How'd that happen? Yeah. And then like I realized like what story it is. I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> so, flash forward. I was still right. covering Allen Park. Flash forward to the next spring. Uh huh. This is where it gets kind of funny, and it might be completely unrelated. I have no idea, but it, there's no way it's actually unrelated. Okay. But none of those people know me. I, I go to the practice facility twice a year at most. Uh, family fun day during the preseason. Mm-hmm. I go there to take some photos. It's Allen Park, yada, yada. We don't cover pro sports where I was. Like, we just didn't. It's not our thing. But I would go for, like, the family events or whatever because, like, that's a community event. Right. So I go there. I go to check in. Like, my company does cover them. But we had a pro sports person. Right. Like, we had our own spot in the media room, everything. Like, we were in good relations with them. I was not that person, though. Mm-hmm. So I had to check in and get, like, the day pass for everything for the media. I'm checking in. There's not a lot of people there because, like, it's Detroit Lion Family Fun Day. Like, it's not a big media event. Right. I might have been the only reporter that showed up. I really don't know. Um, but I'm standing there checking at the, at the press desk. Coach Caldwell's walking down the, down, <laughs> d- down the hallway. I was like, hey, Coach, how's it going? He kind of looked at me for a minute, and he mm-hmm. just kind of he, he pointed at the media lady, and he said no, and just kept walking. What? And they didn't let me in to take photos. What? Like I have no like he doesn't know me from Adam. Like I have no like, idea. How like how do you know your face? Like I you didn't have, introduce you myself. You like have I have to look you up or something. Maybe because I was wearing a pre- my 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 company's press credential. Like maybe he. Did, I have no idea. Yeah. But and it might have just been unrelated. But there's no <laughs> way it's unrelated. That's literally the next time I try to do anything with them. Yeah. Like there's no way it's unrelated. Are you like banned from from the? Um, well, he's facility? he's since been fired. Oh, okay. The the lady that called the cops has has been replaced like three times over. Like they've went through a bunch of people in that position. Right. I, however, have been back to what the training facility. What were the facilities. cops called on again? I still don't understand. Because, because the blogger was making threatening tweets against the, That's the, not a threat. Against the lion's owner. Oh. Because he said he wanted to see a photoshopped image of him with a coffin. Or something similar to that. Again, it's been yeah. six or so seven So that wasn't the point. owner that said that. That was a blogger that said it that. It was the blogger responded to an official Detroit Lions tweet <sighs> asking them to post that picture. That doesn't... Okay. The big thing is, though, that he was a sports blogger. Right. Not even a real journalist, but he got into all these uh, press conferences and everything. He's well-known. He's been on TV. He's been... Right. Uh, he, he does a lot of stuff on the Tigers. Like, he yeah. has a podcast. And uh, he could get in these things, but you couldn't because... He- well, it's not that I couldn't. It's that I yeah. didn't have yeah. the, the time or inclination. Like, I was right. busy, you know, with, with my... Well, when the coach says, but not him. Right, that, that specifically, but... And it might have just been random. He might have just been having a bad day. Yeah. I have no idea, but, like, after he said no, like, then that's all... He, that was the whole interaction. He just said no. 
Like, as far as I know, he might have had a headset on and was on the phone. <laughs> might not have even, <laughs> but like the woman was not even to you about you. Like, like, I mean, cause I really don't know. I, I had never met the coach before. Yeah. Like I knew who he was. I had never met him. Yeah. Yeah. And then I know we've talked about you going out and you'll just like go sit somewhere in the community and, and do your job, you know, at mm-hmm. a coffee house or, or a restaurant or something. And, and sometimes if I'm not super busy, I'll announce on Facebook even like, Hey, I'm going to be here, be at, you know, X location until three o'clock. Come out and, you know, let me tell your story. Tell me, tell me what, what I'm missing, what I need to tell. Has other anyone people. took you up on that offer and just came mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, where's your reporter? And I got something for him. Um, it happens occasionally. Not, not super often. Yeah. Part of that is the audience, though. Like, if I if I throw and you out, also do have a decent Facebook following. You have a lot of friends that follow you. Well, and, well, and, and you're part of a lot of community groups. Well, and that's what I'm getting. At. Like, part of that is the is the following. Like, if I just throw it out on my personal Facebook page, yeah, there actually, and, and no, I don't sit and monitor the number, but I did make a joke about it a couple days ago. So, um, I have 998 Facebook friends. I have more than that. Well, but but I mean, like, I I don't typically like track. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. But so I know the number specifically. Yeah, and I because, want my number to shrink. Actually, but, like, but so like if I throw it out on my personal page, there there's at most nine hundred ninety eight people going to see it. Right. You know, I have two hundred thousand people that live in the cities I cover. Yeah. So and let's face it, most of the people I'm friends with on Facebook don't live in the cities I cover. Yeah, okay. They're they're yeah. my family. They're you know friends from when I've lived elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So I'd say probably half of them live in the city I cover. So let's say there's five hundred people going to see it. Most of them probably work, mm. but I've gotten tips on like, hey, there's, you know, there's new businesses going to open or there's this and that. Or um, when I covered some of the smaller cities downriver, a lot of times like the mayor or this or mm. a city councilman or the city administrator would show up. So it's like, oh, OK, well, I get 45 minutes to sit and talk about whatever's going on that I and right. it's not like I'm not sitting in their office or I'm not catching them at a council meeting. Like it's a more informal, mm-hmm. you know, sit and have coffee like. There's lots of things somebody won't tell you if you're if you know if you're sitting on opposite sides of a desk, but if you're sitting there like you know having a piece of pie or a cup of coffee, yeah, it's just easier to chat and it's less formal. More people will open up, but but oftentimes I find the people that show up don't even necessarily have a story they want to talk about. Yeah, they just want to be heard. Like they they want to talk about like you know when I was growing up I delivered the newspaper and. Mm-hmm. You're doing a terrible job. The newspaper sucks. Or <laughs> I was gypped, and I'm still getting gypped. By or you. <laughs> you know, I grew up. I grew up reading the newspaper. My dad used to work there, uh-huh. and you're doing a great job. Continuing on the process, like mm-hmm. it's people that want to. They just want to be heard. So tell me about the complaints. <laughs> well, I actually sent you a couple videos of yeah of, of some audio recordings of some complaints I've gotten. Not um, sure if I could air those or not, but if people wanted to see those, where where would they go? Uh, I've thrown them all up on YouTube, uh, and if you can feel free to link them to this when you post it if you want. Okay. I, if they just YouTube search your name, they could find it? Probably. Okay, yeah, I don't remember actually Dave what Herden. my... Yeah. But, um, and typically with those, like, one, um, the newspaper I run now, it was one of the first five or six editions after I took over. We we didn't have a lot of hard news to begin with because like it was a completely new area to me. I took me a while to learn. Okay. So I was doing some featurey stuff at first just because it was easy to it was the easiest stuff to get at first. Yeah, that's gotta be hard to learn a new area and you're the only reporter. I literally like I like I knew a couple weeks ahead of time I was being transferred in. Right. But like literally when, once I officially transferred in, it was you know, eight thirty Monday morning. It's like by the way the newspaper goes to print at midnight. 
Oh, man. Like, you got you to have the first edition done. How? And, like, there hadn't been a person in that role for a few weeks before me, so there wasn't a lot of, like... Like, like it had just been like so filler. everything else was just filler and like, and, like the, and there had been some filler stuff and, and some freelance stuff used and everything, but there hadn't been a person actually collating at all. Okay. So there wasn't much left for me to be like, well, here, I'm going to tackle these three stories today and we're going to fill the rest with, with older stuff until I learn. Yeah. There was no older stuff. Had to do it all. Oh, man. I made it. <laughs> uh, that, that's about all I can say. Those first couple issues were rough, but I figured it out pretty quickly and, and I've done relatively well. Yeah. But so one of the first stories I assigned was uh, a native of, of the city I, co- I cover was writing a comic book. Well, I know comics. I know this. I know that. Mm-hmm. I actually had somebody else write the story for me because, again, I had to assign some stuff out while I learned other things. Right. But I had a, a very good uh, reporter that's good at the, the, that type of stuff, did an excellent job with the story. It was, the, it was actually the new Elvira comic. It's not new anymore. It's, right. But, but oh, it was when yeah. the new Elvira comic came out. Yeah. Now, anybody that knows Elvira knows she's known for being very voluptuous, wearing low-cut mm-hmm. dress. Clearly, the comic book is going to address that, too. Like, Elvira's Elvira. Mm-hmm. So there's not really a scene that shows Elvira in the book that doesn't show, like, her cleavage. Right. It happens, but... It's the character. It's not like she was nude or whatever. Like, it, it was done as tastefully as you can right. with portraying it, the it's character. It's the character. So we, we ran... A photo of Dave Acosta. He was the artist. Mm -hmm. And I believe, I I don't remember exactly if it was the cover or if it was an inside page that we ran on the front, but we ran some art on the front. Right. And then inside there was two or three more photos, pages from the book. Mm -hmm. So we ran the cover and I believe three pages altogether. But, you know, so this woman called and left a voicemail. Based on the sound of her voice, I'm going to guess she was somewhere between, like, 65 and 85. <laughs> I could be completely wrong, but just right. that that's the tone you get. Okay. And and her complaint was just that uh, we could have run the story without any of the art, without any of the photos, because the photos were just complete trash, and the story was not up to our usual standards. <laughs> now, I don't exactly know what our usual standards were, because I was relatively new to the paper, but I thought it was art. It was not necessarily classy art. Or tasteful. But, but it wasn't like... It was Elvira. But it wasn't trashy. Yeah. Like, it was just a woman with cleavage. Like, ha- had I been to a comic <laughs> book convention and taken a photo of Elvira and she had no connection to my area, I probably wouldn't have run it. Right. But this was very specifically connected. It was a guy that was from one of the cities I cover... Mm-hmm. who was a graduate of a college in another city I cover, who was now writing for the third largest comic book company in the world. Well, drawing for I, I don't think he was the writer. I think he was just the Wait, artist. what's the third largest comic book company? Um, well, it might be the fourth, actually. But it, it's, well, okay, it's what's a, the fourth? It, it, it's a Dynamite book. Okay. So yeah, I don't think Dynamite, I don't know. D- Everyone knows Marvel, DC, and then they all kind of fade a little well, bit Well, you got Image there. and Dynamite, and I'm not, to be honest, yeah. d- depending on what's out at any given time, I'm not sure which one's the third and fourth. Right, right. Because Image kind of fell off once they lost the uh, the Star Wars license, once that reverted to Marvel. Yeah. But either way, like third or fourth, but a major publisher. Mm-hmm. Not DC and Marvel, but major, yeah, yeah. major second tier. Right. So I thought it was a big deal. And I love comic books. And we managed to quote Cassandra Peterson in it. We got we got her to, to, to do an interview. That, that's that's Elvira. Yeah. Because she actually has con- creative control over the character. Oh, she owns the character. That's awesome. So we, we had 
And, and we had one, a photo of her as well. But we had a photo of Cassandra Peterson, not Elvira. Right. Now, Cassandra Peterson dresses more frugal, not frugal, but... Conservative? More conservative. Yeah. She, she's a blonde. She doesn't have the long, dark hair. Like, right. But she's the actress, that, and, and she owns the Elvira character. Right. So we had her, and we had Dave Acosta, who is the, the local guy. He's actually still local to Michigan, but not to our area. Okay. Um, we had the interviews from the two of them. We had stuff about the book. Like it, it was a well put together story. Yeah. And so I, I, I did call the lady back, um, and I explained that to her uh-huh. and why we ran it and how like we're a newspaper. It's a visual medium. We pretty much have to run a photo with every story, especially right. online. But like that was our front page feature story. There's no way we were going to run it without photos. Yeah. Now, I was also dealing with some new paginators at the time, so they probably ran the photos a little larger than I than I would have. Paginators? Uh, the people that literally lay out the newspaper. Okay. All right. They, All right. They, they make the pages. Okay. Like, I tell them, put this story on page one, put that story, but, like, they do the actual design. Oh, okay. So, so you freelance your layout out, you contract it. Um, they, they were still people in our, it, they worked for our company, but they worked at, not out of our office. Oh, okay. Like, so right. I would just send an email, like, do this, do that, and they, they kind of do it. Mm-hmm. So they, pre- and now, did they run the photos larger than I would have because of the content? Probably not. They probably did it because I was still new. I hadn't written a lot of stuff, and they needed to fill more pages. So that they ran the sense. photos larger. <laughs> it happens. Funny. But it was also comic book pages, so they might have ran them bigger. Like, just so you could comic read. book cleavage, page I mean, one. And then they weren't. That's, and what's wrong with that? And they weren't like extremely large photos either. Right. Okay. Like they 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 were, I think all together maybe a quarter page. Yeah. With all like, four or five photos they used. Okay. It still wasn't huge. Now one of one of the scenes we used was Elvi- in, the, in that first issue. Elvira met Dracula. Yeah. And, and there was a scene of Dracula, like, getting ready to, to bite her in the neck. So, like, she, she was, like, leaned over a little bit, and he was getting ready to bite her in the neck. And, but it, it wasn't distasteful. I mean, I know, you know, because you're part of a lot of the different Facebook groups, and people post a story. And I've seen I, – I, I don't have an example up and re- ready for me, but I know there's times where people see a story. like, oh, that writer's a hack. They know nothing will happen. And yeah. then you come and it's like, actually, I got this straight from the source, unless you're calling the chief of police a hack. It's just I, we, so we get fantastic. that a lot. Uh, actually, I had one just last week. Uh-huh. Um, this was an emailed complaint, actually, from, from a PR person. Okay. But uh, it, it was a story that we wrote based strictly off a police report, but it included the security guard. It, it, it was at a mall. Yeah. It included the security guard's first and last name, the, the fact that he watched the security video and showed it to the victim. It was a person that had his car tire slashed in the parking lot. Okay. The victim identified the person that did it as the person they had gotten into a fight with. Okay. And they called the police to make a report. Okay. It was pretty innocuous other than yeah. like, you know, it was something about car tire slashed at you know, mall. Yeah. Um, after victim, or after, I forget the exact headline, but after argument. Right. The story was maybe four inches. It was a police report. Mm-hmm. I got an email from this PR woman telling me that the story was completely inaccurate, that, 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 that it never happened. PR from the mall? Yes. Okay. But the, the story was completely inaccurate and, and it never happened. Like, just it never happened. Okay. Now, I have a policy where I won't give copies of police reports to anybody. 
it's not my place to give out the police report. You have to get that from the police department. They, yeah. they give them to me. And, and it's public, right? It's and a so, public record. So they could go do it. Right. But, it but I don't give you a copy of mine because the police don't necessarily always redact everything from me that they would from everybody else. Makes sense. And it's not my place to decide what should have been redacted and what shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Like, But I have a shorthand with the police. They know what I'm going to run and what I'm not going to run. They trust me not to run the stuff that I shouldn't. Okay. So they don't always redact them as well as, as they would for the public. Okay, fair enough. In terms of there might be yeah. you know, a first and last name. So they have city. to go look at every police report themselves. Right. You're not going to give it to them. Okay. Um, so I, I, but I, I responded to the woman. I gave her the police report number, told her what time the report was made, uh-huh. mentioned that this is the officer that took the report, and this is your security guard who was quoted in the report as having talked to the officer. Yeah. It took her about four days to get back to me, and... <laughs> Which normally I don't hear back after that because, like, right. I proved my point. Like, they mo- normally move on. Right. Apparently, there was two similar incidences reported to the mall security about a day apart. Huh. One of them turned out to be completely fake. One of them was the one we reported on. <laughs> she only was aware of one of them. Oh, she, called she compl- was embarrassed. She emailed me to complain Yeah. and had CC'd her head of security who got back to her and told her she was wrong in her complaining as well. And I got a very lengthy apology from her. Oh, that's at least she apologized. Which is rare. She was probably really embarrassed. And and ironically enough, it was the first time their PR department had ever reached out to me. So, but I made a new contact now. Now we've talked a couple times. It's like, hey, when when good things go on to the mall, let me know too. I can't cover everything, but if you let me know about it, I can try. Yeah. So that one worked out in, in the positive. But especially on Facebook, where Facebook, Twitter, comments on our, on our site, mm-hmm. where people can be somewhat more uh, anonymous, we, we, we use the Discuss platform, D-I-S-Q-U-S, okay. um, where people can register anonymous accounts. They don't have to like, link it to their Facebook or whatever. Yeah. So you can name yourself John Smith. You can name yourself anything you want. Yeah. Um, I'm totally going to go on there and change my name now. I'm totally going to be like <laughs> Dave Herndon Lover or something. Uh, we've had a few of those. Not, not that specific, but like. Yeah. Um, we've had a few of those. And like people will get on there. They, they mostly fight with each other. <laughs> see, I never really see that. I see it like kind of on the Facebook page, but I don't really see it on the newspaper page, um, on the comments. But, you know, you, you, you get lots of things. Um, and I try very hard not to moderate that stuff much like first of all like i have the moderator abilities i just don't have time to sit and moderate comments like it's not it's not my job description yeah occasionally on youtube like once once it turns into like okay you made your points you made your points now all you're doing is is harassing each other you guys need to stop just stop right so occasionally i will step in and normally i'll just say something i won't actually moderate the comments I try, I try, but I, I try to read them a couple yeah. times a week. That's just, what I, would, I do too. I, I say something first, especially on the Facebook. Cause the Facebook, you can like just stop comments there or something mm-hmm. like that, you know. So, so you know, I, I try I start to. start erasing them. I do that too. I was like, no, I said, stop. I don't care what you say now. I'm erasing it. You guys want to talk? Go talk to each other. So, you know, I, I try to read the comments a couple times a month at least, if not weekly, mm-hmm. and respond. If some, Sometimes people ask questions. Sometimes they're just having a conversation. But I try to let them know that I'm trying to be a part of the community. Yeah. So, you know, I, I respond that way. Sometimes you see some really random stuff. I try not to, to moderate or delete anything. Occasionally you kind of have to. Yeah. But mostly we use, like, their, their auto-moderation tools, 
where like it stops anything with curse words or um, I I think I removed the first comment I've removed in in years just earlier this week. Huh. Um, and it was on a story I wrote. Actually, it wasn't even a story I wrote. It was a press release that we uh, had posted. I uh, just reformatted it to make sure it was decently written. Mm-hmm. But it was about uh, that collapse in Detroit where the, the nuclear waste into the river. Yeah. Um, and somebody got on there and just started blasting Rashida Tlaib specifically y- using very, very anti-Muslim terms. And it's not even her district. Well, it was. Like, it was Like, the story okay. was from her office. Okay. But, like, it's, the, the comments had absolutely nothing to do with the story. They yeah. were extremely racist, anti-Muslim, oh, anti-everything, and mentioned her children. Oh, no. And I was like, no, that one's got to go. That That's too much. So I, with, without telling the person not to do it or whatever, mm-hmm. I just deleted the comment. Yeah. But I do believe, that's probably the first one I've deleted since I took over the newspaper I'm at now. Because uh-huh. normally, like, some of them do get removed because people flag them themselves. And if they get too many complaints, like, this, they auto get taken down that way. Yeah. That's nothing I have to do with it. Like, that's through the platform, and the platform's third party. We don't control that. Yeah. But, like, in terms of actual comments, I've deleted probably less than 10 in the in the eight years we've used that platform over the course of different newspapers I've worked at. Yeah. I just... A lot of people will complain it's First Amendment issue. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I'm not the government. I can do what I want. Yeah, people don't understand what the First I, Amendment is. I think right. we talked about that in an episode. We, we did, and I'm, I'm not going to dig back no. into that here, but... But suffice it to say, like, I, if, if you're commenting on my website, I can do what I want with the comment. I can republish it okay. somewhere. I can do whatever I want. I can delete it. I can allow it. I can disallow it. Mm-hmm. It's not a First Amendment issue. <laughs> so you could tell me what you want or how much you, you, you want to comment on this, but you c- do cover an era where um, Shalib Talib, um, what's her name? Rashid? Rashida Talib. Shal- Talib, Talib. Okay, so Talib is the representative in, in yes, the area. Thir- One of the representatives. District. Okay. Which district? 13th? Michigan's 13th. It's mostly Detroit. It also includes some smaller communities. Okay. Um, and she is on the, not as much as some of the other members of the squad, but she is involved in that. Well, I mean, and I, I believe I can say whatever I want here in the sense of yeah. like, so, so she's well known because literally on the the night she was in uh, put into office. Yeah. Well, not the night, but the night she was sworn in. Yeah. She was at a private rally and she announced she wanted to impeach the mother. Yeah. Like so, everybody all over the country knows her office um, immediately because yeah. earlier that day she was one of the first two Muslim women ever sworn into the into the house. Mm-hmm. And that night she announced she wants to wants to impeach the mother. Right. So it was. Thank you for giving me work to do to to bleep that. And so, if you want to hear the unbleeped version, if I could say it first, no, you didn't. But if you want, it doesn't matter. That's fine. And if you want to hear the unbleeped version, probably a director's cut version. Hopefully, I have a Patreon up, or will at some point, (laughs) and uh, I have uh, uh, um, and have an uncut version, which I have uncut versions of all my podcasts just sitting somewhere. But so, so (laughs) within her first twelve hours in office. Uh I had three huge front page story potentials out of one, you know, her, her, her and uh, now I'm, now I'm blanking on the name, but the, from Minnesota, uh, Ilion. Yeah. Omar. Yeah. Which, um, which has a lot of other issues. Right. Luckily I don't cover that. Like I don't oh, have to deal man. with that because she's yeah. out of state, but. But, but her home page, her home small newspaper has broke so much things. And, and that's the importance of journalism. Yeah. But so so they were the first two Muslim women to wear hijabs in the house. Okay. Um, 
when they get sworn in, they get to bring family with them to the house floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rashida brought her two sons who a, a, a couple different photographers caught them dabbing on the house floor. Yeah. It's not necessarily hard breaking news, but it was fun. Yeah, yeah, there was some. Yeah, everyone and, and, was hating on and everything, they, and including then campaign, that. Which made, and then the campaign rally that night. So there we, are kids having fun. So what? So we had three stories there, and yeah. and, and we have generally covered Rashida positively. Mm-hmm. Not through like it's not a conscious decision. Like okay, uh, yeah, it just it's ha- But like if you look back at our history, we also covered when she claimed uh, she she was living in Dearborn at the time, tried to run for the state rep. In Detroit, which is okay. not legal, you have to live to to run for the state house. Yeah, you have to live in the district. Okay. Now, to run for the U.S. House, she only has to live in Michigan. Like you could run for the U.S. Rep in any district from Michigan as long as you live in Michigan. Oh, I know that. So, like, and, and she she says she lives in Detroit, and I believe her. I, I have no reason not to believe her anymore. Yeah. So wait, but, like, wait, wait. She, so she if I want li- to run for a district that I didn't live in, you very well could, as long as you ran for U.S. Rep. Okay. Like, so to run for the national house. Yeah. But you can't run for state rep other than in your own district. Okay. It's a, a weird distinction, but yeah, I did have to look it up. But And that's different for different states. But she claimed to live in Detroit several years ago, Okay, but also on her taxes claimed homestead in Dearborn. Hmm. And she tried to run for a seat that didn't cover Dearborn. Now, I wasn't working. I didn't cover her at all then. Right. But our newspaper did. And our newspaper is the one that actually broke that story. Uh-huh. So we have covered her negatively in the past. Um, and at the time, like... And that's what newspapers should be. Right, they like, should be unbiased. They, exactly. You're just covering something. Exactly. And you don't make it seem like it's a stupid law, like some papers do now, you know, and, and make excuses. No, this is what happened. And, and that's it. And, and you know, and, and, I, and I rarely talk about my opinion on anything I cover Right. I will tell you that having spoken with Rashida several times, she's a very intelligent woman, mm-hmm. and she seems to work hard for her district. Okay. Regardless of the whatever she says that may, you know, yeah. look good, bad, and different depending on your political view. Yeah. All that. All that is politics. Whatever you like, your hater. That's the impression. You could hate somebody and still like what they do. You can love somebody and hate their personality. Well, and, and as far as that goes, or like, hate, or you can love what they do and hate the personality, or vice versa. That's whatever. Well, love the work that someone's did, but hate think they're a dumb person. Exactly. And, and, and as far as that goes, like people keep saying, how do the liberals elect these people? Well, the liberals didn't elect her. The people of Michigan's 13th district elected her. Right. It doesn't matter if there's not a single person in the country outside of that district that likes her. Yeah. As long as the people, more than 50% of the voters in that district like her. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. And I think that's lost in a lot of political discussions is like, that's how the people get elected because they work hard for their district. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it works out better for the state or for the country mm-hmm. in that sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but- you know, and, she, and you could go. I, I know there's somewhere there's someone yelling at at the thing, at the file. You know things that she said or the way. That, right. You know what? That's beside the point. Exactly. What was the point again? <laughs> you okay? You're covering so so you're covering this highly political. You know the person that does get the spotlight. How do you deal? You know, like like do you? Well, well that do, do you try to pay a little more attention to 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 her more than you would normally? Actually, or? I try not to. 
And, and, and that's part of, like, she's had complaints with the way we cover her. Okay. Like, she has directly messaged me to complain about things, which is Her fine. herself, like, not, like, not yeah, her staff. Yeah, we, we are, we're, we're Facebook friends, and she has sent me private messages. And, okay. Um, and, and that's not me trying to brag that I'm Facebook friends with a politician. Like, it just, it's because of my it, job. It happens, yeah. I'm not personally friends with her. I've never seen her outside of an official yeah. anything. But. Right. But and, and we've had discussions, and, and part of her complaint was that you know we covered the impeach the the dude, and yeah. we cover like when there's been death threats against her, and we covered when she got when she got arrested before she was seated because mm-hmm. she went to a, a protest, and it was after she was elected before she was seated, she got arrested for protesting. I believe that was the fight for fifteen. Okay. Um, but like a lot of that stuff, because I'm a small small newspaper, it's basically just me. Mm-hmm. A, l- a lot of the coverage on things she does at the national level is reactionary. You know, it, it hits the AP wire or you see it elsewhere. It's like, well, we got to cover it, too, because it's happening. Okay. Like, I don't follow day to day what she's introducing in the house, what she's voting on, stuff like that. You're, you're one reporter for several areas. You, right. You can't, you can't and, follow that closely. And that stuff's being covered by the Detroit News and mm-hmm. by a thousand other places. Yeah, there are they pla- have dedicated political. Th- there, there are places to get that information. Mm-hmm. Locally, nobody's cut. Co- you know, very few other people are covering the city council, the school board, the Boy Scout troops. So that's what I try to focus on. Right. So I don't cover a lot of the day to day stuff like that with her, or with Deb Dingle, or with anybody else that's elected. You know, I don't right. cover Gary Peters. I don't cover Debbie Stabenow, like unless they come local. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that's Unless just the way you're I, doing a community level thing. Right. And even that, I don't cover all of it, and especially not in election year. I pick and choose because I get it. Because election politics. year, it's, it's going to be other er- You're going to be able to read about it in other areas. So you cover the stuff that the local well, community Well, not just can that, cover. but like, you know, if, if you do a coffee hour every Saturday as a politician, okay. One, it's not news after the fourth or fifth time unless there's something big topic. Right. But two, if you wait until six months before you're up for re-election and you start hosting these community events, that's not really news either. That's just you trying to get me to put you in the newspaper so your name's out there. Yeah. So I will cover politicians that are running for election if they're doing something that's newsworthy, but not just because, you know, they showed up at this ribbon cutting or they did this or that. Yeah. That's not news and they're only doing it for publicity. I try to avoid it. Right. doesn't always work. It happens. But that in general... Like, in, unless it's directly related to how you do your job, I try not to cover random things you do in election year. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong, but that's kind of how I operate. But, like, so with Rashida, though, it's opened up all kinds of new avenues of what I've had to cover. Because, you know, John, John Q. U.S. Rep generally doesn't make a lot of international or, or national headlines. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen. Right. You know, there's, what, 436, I think, U.S. reps? I don't know. Uh, but there's a lot, is the I'm point. I'm not fact-checking right now. I mean, there's a lot. That's the point. Right. Most of them, you'll never know who they are unless you're from their district. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Um, or if you're paying a really, really close attention uh, enough to probably have aneurysms over these type of things. Right. But however, with Rashida being Muslim and there being a lot of anti-Muslim stuff Mm -hmm. and being a woman of color and all kinds of things and her outspokenness, Mm -hmm. it it all ties in. There's a lot of attention on her. So, you know, there's there's the guy in Florida that calls her office and threatens to kill her. Well, that's news. And I wouldn't normally write about a guy in Florida. 
mm-hmm. but that's news because she's you know so it does create a lot of other stuff mm-hmm. but Rashida's complaint with us is that we don't cover a lot of her good news stuff she's like you know you're not covering when I introduce you know Medicaid for and that that's not her bill, but I'm I'm blanking. Right, 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 right. You know, you're not covering Even, when I introduce these mm-hmm. good bills. You're covering when I announce I want to impeach the president. <laughs> like, yeah, and part of that is it's a splashy headline. Part of it is everybody else covered it. I kind of have to to a certain extent. Part of it is I just don't have the resources to cover all the rest. Yeah, it's like you know, and it's kind of talking about the area I work in, but I'm still not going to mention the name. But you know, Deb Dingle is another rep I I I cover. Right. She introduces a lot of legislation. Yeah. I cover very little of it. Yeah. It just, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, when I lived in in her district, I followed her on, well, I still follow her on Facebook. I need to change that and follow my my new rep since I moved, Um, which I... Which I do that. I like to to know what's going on in my communities. I Mm -hmm. like to know what's going on. And uh, 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 I also like to get mad once in a while. And following your reps will do that, especially when you follow a lot of their their posts. Debbie Dingle has a has a way of posting a, a lot of the same things, uh, even deleting posts and then reposting them. I I feel like that's a weird way to censor comments, but whatever that's beside the point usually if you say hey didn't you already post this here's a link to the last thing uh the, the they'll either delete there or leave that up because now they know people are paying attention um you know because it's a standard now where they can't uh, uh delete criticisms um but anyway but yeah i i, I follow it also infuriates you because you start seeing hypocritical things like, wait, didn't you just say? <laughs> but I think that's important for, for people to follow uh, uh, the reps um, on Facebook and stuff and and see what they're actually doing. Um, your, your reps, your senators, your, but yeah. even more so than following your U.S. rep and your senator, follow your city councilman. Yeah. Now, they might not have their own page specifically, but send them a friend request. Like most of them, because they want to hear from you. And, you know, most people, like, I, I'm very blessed to be able to have direct access to, mm-hmm. if I need to talk to a senator or a U.S. rep, they're probably going to call me back. Uh-huh. Because they know who I am, like, good, bad, or indifferent, they know me, they're probably going to call me back. Now, I have never taken advantage of that to talk about personal issues in the sense of, like, I need to get this done. However... I know that if I needed to, I could get a hold of, you know, Deb Dingle or Gary Peters or whatever and talk to them. Right. Most people probably don't have that ease of access. They could do it if they if they pushed hard enough. It would take a while. But if you want to affect real change in your community, start with the city council. Mm-hmm. Unless it's an issue that's bigger than the council. But if it's something in your community, you know, you're not going to start with the president work your way down you need to go the opposite way and i know somewhere somebody is going well there's nothing special about my city council i don't really i i want something more 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 flesh look no there is something there is something local you should do it you know i i we already mentioned allen park a bunch of times i'm from this you know i spent a lot of time in the city of allen park there were some major things that happened there when i lived there and even when i didn't live there right and there are things like that and in many many cities i don't know when i when i first started paying attention to city council when i was like in high school 
half the council was suing the other half. And, and it was like, wow, they just act like a bunch of little kids. Of course, this is not me talking about the current city council in Allen Park. Cause I, I don't live there no more. I don't know. Uh, but actually, 20 they, years they have ago, an entirely new council and, and mayor now. Yeah. Nobody ran for reelection this time. So really, so just as of a few weeks ago, they're completely new. Okay. So you don't know any of them anymore. Yeah. I don't know any of them. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. I assume they don't act like little kids yet. <laughs> I don't. I don't know many of them either. <laughs> I haven't covered. I haven't covered that city in yeah about five years now. Wow, I'm actually really okay. I have to follow up on that a little bit because I because a couple of city council I, I, members. I do know I that, they, that one of the council the, the council president is now the mayor. It's okay. the first female mayor of that city's history. Really? I don't know her personally because okay. she was elected to council after I quit covering the city, but. Okay. She seems like a nice lady. I don't know her. Okay. Do you remember her name? Uh, Gail McLeod. Okay. Took me a minute. Okay. I'm trying to... I, I've, see, I've seen... Okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> anything else you'd like to promote or talk about? Yeah. I mean, I'm on Facebook. Just look for Dave Herndon if you, if you really want to. I'm kind of boring there at times. I also have people that tell me I should be a stand-up comic based on things I write there. Mm. I don't agree with it, but... Okay, so if you want to follow with Dave Herndon, but, just yeah, Google on, Dave on Herndon Facebook, or Facebook uh, search him. D Herndo, just just forget the N on Instagram. I'm starting to post there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Or uh, NH Dave H on Twitter. I'm starting to tweet a little bit more too again. I, I had taken a several year hiatus. I've sent probably 40,000 tweets over the lifetime of my account, but maybe 150 in the last year and a half. <laughs> I'm trying to start to learn both to share more local news and just random opinions there instead of Facebook. And if you learned anything today on today's podcast or you want to share it, please share it. You know, that's the biggest way to support the podcast is either sharing the YouTube video or sharing just tell them, or sharing the website or any of that good stuff. We're on many, many different podcast apps. I'm going to so share it right what, now. So whatever podcast app you listen to, um, we're probably on it. If we're not on it, go ahead and reach out to me, podcast at MediaLittersandwich.com, or you go to Toten.com, or you can find me on Facebook. I have pages for both Media Litter Sandwich and Toten. I have groups, a bunch of different things out there, to ways to communicate with me. Please do. I enjoy it. And not to mention, I'm also on DV Radio. Well, to mention, I'm on DV Radio every Tuesday night. Um you know, so you want to listen, be the one of the first people to listen and ask me questions in the process. You can do that. If you're shopping, use smile.amazon and you can choose DV Farm as your charity of choice because it's my charity of choice or just choose whatever charity you want. If you're going to shop on Amazon, use smile.amazon. That's not an advertisement for Amazon. It's an advertisement for a charity, DV Farm. But I'm telling you, if you're going to shop Amazon, you might as well have something donated to charity at no cost to you. Thank you for listening. And Thank the, you for you watching. Know, not not to randomly interrupt you as you're closing, yeah. but I just opened my email after sharing your podcast. Uh-huh. Three emails from Rashida while we were here. What are the odds? Wow. She might not send me three a week normally. Wow. <laughs> but three during the podcast. So we're recording on December 11th, so... Go ahead and look in your archives and, and let's see what happened. Yeah, you'll see what stories I write tomorrow. <laughs> or two months ago, <laughs> depending on how, how when this airs. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Hope you, hope you enjoyed our discussion and may the algorithms be in your favor. Bye. <laughs>